Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood adventure series. Support us on Patreon at Protectors of the Wood. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. Sun at my shoulder No use to pretend anymore How the seasons go Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series, Episode 141, A Twist of Fate. Abby had grown depressed over the stalkers watching her, and Tuck's anxiety over the trustee election. She had her own hidden garden in the forest and decided to visit and bring as much food back to her cottage as she could carry. And to add to the fun, she invited Jeremy to come and bring back food for himself. They met at midnight behind the great oak tree and hiked over the ridge to the Half Moon River. Jeremy, see? Under those bushes, my dinghy. Help me pull it out and paddle it across the river. Pull! We'll drag it into the open. Pull, pull, pull. That's it. Now we'll slide it down into the bank. Grab that wooden plank. It's an oar. Paddle on the left. I use this pole. My god! Look at the stars! And they're mirrored in the water. This is beautiful. I wish we could stay right here in this wonderful breeze. They took a moment to savor the joy of it. And then the boat began to turn downstream. Paddle on the left. Harder, that's it. The boat slid up the muddy bank and the stern swung downstream. Jump out. You pull and I'll push right under the bushes. Abby was thinking. Oh, I wish we could stop and chat, relax, and look at the water. But it's going to be a long night. And tomorrow we're back to the stress of this dreadful game the Morphe crew are playing. We'll just have to keep moving. They maneuvered through another dense pine forest on rising ground. Jeremy seemed tireless so Abby increased the pace. They finally arrived at an impenetrable thicket of bushes and vines. Poison ivy. Jeremy rolled down his shirt sleeves and followed Abby on hands and knees, practically crawling on his belly like a snake. And suddenly, the sky opened up before them and they stood looking across the garden to the swamp and the rugged cliffs and the towers of stone beyond. 
I've never seen the stars like this before. It's wonderful. Is that amaranth? The tall plant with red tops swaying in the breeze? It's more than I could hope for. All compliments to you. It's... It's amazing just to stand here. Abby moved to look at Jeremy's eyes. They were open wide, with passionate interest, so strong he seemed almost in shock. He gasped in wonder, gazing at the entire area in silence. Finally, he turned and gave her a bow. I've been missing this terribly. I'm starting to suffocate in the churchyard. I'm like a hunted animal. They just don't stop. He reached out and touched her shoulder. Let's not think of it now. We have so little time. Give me a tour. Let's choose stuff to bring back. There's more here than we can handle. Abby nodded and took out her jackknife. Here we go. I'll name everything for you, and we'll pick anything we want. These apples are almost ready. Take at least one. And the corn is probably not ready, but let's each take at least one. Baby corn is the best. And potato squashes, finger beans, amaranth. I'll teach you how to make alegria. And peanuts. The pecan tree is just beginning to make nuts. Three kinds of mint. A million cherry tomatoes, lavender, sage, some hot pepper, kale and broccoli, peaches and figs. And here's the prize of the garden, the northern cacao tree. You can make breakfast mixture tea with the cocoa and mint. They chose at least one of everything and too many of some. The wildlife had taken their share, but more than enough remained. Jeremy filled his bag to overflowing, and Abby filled each burlap bag over halfway. The bags were heavier than expected, and they made a plan to leave one under the boat for Jeremy to pick up the following day. Look, raccoons. The small eyes glitter in the darkness. They don't scare. Silver and black, they slowly back off but they'll just circle around and come for their dinner from another direction. I kind of like them, but with so much getting ripe, they'll make a mess of it. They want a bite of everything. Abby and Jeremy sat on a log and looked out over the swamp below to the cliff towering above. The endless stars in the open sky allowed them to see in a different way. Suddenly... They didn't know what to do next and became embarrassed. Jeremy stood up. I hate to say it, but we've got to go back and brave the storm of this coming week. Abby stood up, but neither of them moved. Jeremy turned and looked her in the eyes. This means so much to me. I never thought my life could be so full. Scary as it is, you make a big difference. 
I'll be honest. I'm terrified. It looks bad. Jeremy put his hands on her shoulders. Whatever happens, I'm with you on this. We won't give up. I know I don't understand it, but I trust the way you're going. I'll follow you anytime. Abby leaned into him and expected a real kiss on the lips. But he moved at the last second and brushed her cheek with his, and they embraced. She felt a stab of disappointment, totally involuntary. She was thinking. Is he afraid? Or does he think it's a bad idea? Well, it is a bad idea, but I wanted to anyway. My mind and feelings are far apart. It was a mistake, and now I'm rejected too. But at least I won't have to tell Phoebe and hurt my best friend. And I won't have to feel guilty and confused with George. Still, I wish we could do that perfect moment over again. And maybe, just maybe, Jeremy was thinking of our mission, the teamwork and unity necessary to work together. Maybe he thinks I should be uncommitted in love for the good of all. Jealousy would tear us all apart. Maybe tomorrow I'll thank Jeremy for his wisdom. But for now, I'm angry and sad and disappointed with myself. I've been pretending I didn't know what I wanted. How could I be so stupid? This year I'll sing
follow.